Want to build a thriving business while making a much bigger impact in the world? By becoming known as an influential voice in your industry? The choice versus just a choice with your ideal client? That's exactly what you're going to learn as I interview business experts, industry thought leaders and entrepreneurs who are in the trenches making their mark so you can too. This is the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, and I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. Today's topic is going to talk all about how to stop being the biggest bottleneck in your business. And CEOs, we often can be. And today's guest says, your procedures do not need to be an encyclopedia with all the details. And joining me on today's show is Owen McGow, uh, McGab Inau. And Owen is the CEO. He's also the co-founder of Sweet Process. Now, Sweet Process is an easy easy-to-use software that enables company executives as well as their employees to collaborate together to quickly document and even improve their standard operating procedures, their processes, as well as their policies. Now, Owen, he was a previously the CEO of Hire Your Virtual Assistant, H. Uh, uh, YVA, a virtual assistant service for small business owners. And his specialties include business development, negotiation, operation management, and all of those very important uh, tasks. Now, on today's show, Owen's going to share how to stop doing it yourself so that you can't don't become and remain the bottleneck. He's going to talk about delegating tasks to employees. And he's going to talk about as well how to get employees excited to help you document your company's SOPs and and how to install and cultivate a culture of continuous improvement in the minds of your employees. So very important when it comes to uh, creating a streamlined business. And as we know, I'm sure you're going to share with us, Owen, when processes, policies and so forth are streamlined, we can focus on continuing the momentum building and growing of our business. So welcome to the show. Anne-Marie, thanks for having me here. I'm glad to be here. Now, as we mentioned, you were formerly the CEO of Hire Your Virtual Assistant. I always love giving uh, my guests an opportunity to share the path that led them down to where they are today. Can you give us a snapshot of, of what led you down the path to the Hire Your Virtual Assistant? What was that journey? Okay, so before we started, uh, um, what's it called, uh, Sweet Process, this was the fourth quarter of 2013. I used to run an agency where I would provide, uh, you know, U.S. entrepreneurs uh, with uh, back office staff, like uh, virtual assistants and so on and so forth uh, from the Philippines. And uh, this was a time when they had read the books like the four hour work week or uh, the world is flat. And so they realized that, you know, uh, this idea of being able to outsource your work at a very affordable price to like someone in an English speaking country, you know, different time zone and all that to actually do the work was actually something that they could do because before then it, it you know a lot of people would always think of this was only limited to like the the larger big telecoms and so on and so forth that they would just go and hire like you know hundreds of people at a time to handle the customer service so these books opened them to the idea that hey you know even the small business owners could do it but the problem that we ran into <clears throat> was that a lot of times when these people will come after reading the book, because the books did a good job selling the idea, but they also, I, I think some of them, you know, for our work week specifically, sold people on this like uh, false idea that, you know, you could just find somebody in a different country, different time zone, maybe English is not even their first language, and that they'll be able to just do your work uh, magically. So, <laughs> so we had to do some kind of onboarding and training of every 
new customer that, hey, you know, I know you just read this book and they sold you on this idea, but the reality is that in order for us to do your work and do it the way you want it to be done, there needs to be some form of training on the work, right? So what we will do back then is, this was before the days of Zoom and StreamYard and all this you know, fancy uh, tools. We're just in Skype. Can you imagine? Skype. We'll get on Skype and someone on my team We'll have a conversation with the client to talk about a specific single task that, you know, a recurring task that they wanted to uh, hand over to my team. And after that session of training on the task, they get to show their screen. They get to talk in details about the task. Someone else on my team will take that recording and turn that into a step-by-step procedure or whatever on how the work is done. But yes, the issue was that that act of trying to create the documentation on the task uh, was actually a pain because it was either we're struggling with uh, these enterprise level tools that were built for like actual process consulting and people that are really technical in the whole process consulting side of things, or we were trying to hack together a bunch of tools that are for meant, meant for just regular document p- publishing, but not meant for this whole thing of documenting procedures. So in the back of my mind, I was like, there has to be a solution. Uh, for this issue. So I just, you know, uh, put it in my back of my mind that maybe eventually I'll find a solution. And so I went, you know, just like how I'm on the podcast now, I went on uh, a podcast called Mixergy. Mm. I went there on there to teach the uh, the listeners how they could uh, document procedures and streamline their operations, right? Just kind of like what I'll be doing on this call. And lo- uh, luckily, my co-founder, Jervis, all the way from Australia, uh, listened to the uh, uh, the entire uh, uh interview and reached out to me and said, hey, he has, you know, this idea he's working on and he wanted to get my feedback. <clears throat> so I said, okay, let's go ahead and have a conversation. Lo and behold, after we had a conversation, it, it, he was essentially trying to build a software that would make it easy for people to document procedures. And I was in this situation where I was having a hard time finding the right tools or putting together things for the service of what I was doing. I was like, you know what, dude, instead of just giving you suggestions on how to improve this or how to do this uh, software they're trying to build, Will you consider us working together? And he was excited. He said, okay, yeah. So we went ahead to start working together. But I said, you know, instead of us going to, you know, to build the software, you know, like all developers, you know, they, they, you know, once they have this mind on doing something, they have the skills, right? They just go ahead and want to jump ahead and do it. And I was like, dude, let's not do that instead. What I want us to do is spend some time having conversation with potential customers. Because the first thing was that my, my perspective on this issue was limited to the people who I was working with as my clients. So yes. and then another reason why I wanted to do these interviews was that I wanted to get a perspective of people from different industries as well as try to see if uh, uh, there might be something that I might be missing. But more importantly, I didn't want to just jump and build a software that was hard to use and feature bloated like the same ones I was having issues with. So we wanted to really understand the problem. So we what we did after we decided that we're going to work together and you know, start a company, we had like almost like 30 plus interviews with uh, potential customers from different industries, trying to understand the issue that they were facing from the standpoint of trying to create that single place where employees can go at any given time to find out how it is to do their work. And what was the blockers? What was the issues that was preventing them from actually doing it? And even when they were doing it, what was preventing them from actually improving these documents and so on and so forth. So based on these conversations, we're able to you know, pinpoint you know, a bunch of different root issues and then we use those root issues that we discovered from the co- interviews to now say, okay, now let's go back and build a software that addresses each of the issues that uh, we discovered during the interviews, right? And 
one thing we did was to make sure that we remove all the additional features that were overkill, whatever, just because we want to keep this stuff simple and easy to use. So moving forward, Sweet Process now has over uh, 2,000 uh, uh, companies as, as customers. The typical company has anywhere from 30 plus employees all the way to even like 100. I mean, we have some that don't have 1,000 employees and more. We have uh, banks using Sweet Process. We have uh, government agencies using Sweet Process. We have churches using Sweet Process for their volunteers. I mean, I mean we have lawyers, uh, I mean, law firms, uh, uh, orthodontists. I mean, it runs the gamut because the reality is that this problem of having employees have that single place where they can go find information on how to do their work, regardless of the industry, it is something that everybody who's running a business experiences and feels. And you cannot really scale the company and get to that level of growth that you want to without having this in place. Because the reality is a lot of the work you're going to do, if not more than 80%, uh, have to be done by people. Right. Yes. It's not everybody can automate everything in their company and say machines do everything. No, for most people, including listeners who are listening, most of the work that needs to be done will need to be done by people. And so how do you make sure that the work gets done at the scale that you at, at the level that you want it to be at is through having these documents in place and, and having it be such that people can easily access and continuously improve them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Owen, thank you for sharing that snapshot. There were so many golden nuggets in that. But one of the things that I want to highlight, and then we'll move on into uh, the, the the points that you want to share. But this is something that you said, and it's such a great reminder for all of us in business. You didn't jump in straight away and design and create this this program, which, which we now is Sweet Process. You spoke to over, as you said, 80 people to really find out what is it that they're struggling with. And just hearing you share that story, you know, there may be entrepreneurs that have got a business idea and they have not yet done enough research to know that when they um, launch it, they're going to hit all of the points, all of the pain points and, uh, and offer all of the solutions and outcomes that their ideal client is looking for. So well done on that. I mean, that that's just incredible. But I have to smile. I was smiling as you were sharing your story because uh, when I first started my one of my very first businesses, it was in the secretarial area. Then it moved on into um, working in the career industry. And I had my very first, we didn't even call them VAs back then. They were called, um, um, I don't know what we called them, something about Because there was no term such as that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this person was based in Australia, actually probably five minutes up the road from me. And, you know, it was doing the, the emails first. But one of the things that I did, and I didn't realise that, you know, we really needed it, I documented it. These are the steps. Mm -hmm. These are the scripts because she was, going to respond um, but now of course fast forward so many more people are using VAs but that what you just said is one of the greatest bottlenecks in someone hiring onboarding and then training and supporting someone who could become a key player in the team because of the lack of systems and processes people want to do a great job but if they don't know what that great job is what the milestones are how to do the job then it's very difficult for them to uh, to be productive and you can end up as the entrepreneur with a whole lot of other issues to have to deal with not taking the time to get something uh, set up first. So let's let's talk about how do we start? Where do we start? If we're talking to an entrepreneur and many people in who are listening to this particular podcast uh, may 
be at a stage where to expand their business, they have to step away and they have to start looking at some of these things to be able to document so that they can onboard maybe not just, you know, another VA, but some people that really take over some of the solid tasks that are required in the business. What's the first step, Owen? So the very first thing I'll suggest the listening do is uh, look through the work that they're doing on a daily basis. And like, just because here's the thing is you're not trying to document everything. You're going to only document the recurring task that you do. So if it's a task that you do one time and don't do it again, uh, you don't have to worry about that. That's more like a project. Forget that. It's just the recurring task that you have to do on a, on, on, you know, on a, you know, quite a repetitive uh, basis. Now, once you have a, a list of those tasks that you guys do on a repetitive basis, people might be excited and say, hey, they want to just jump in and start documenting. I say, no, let's look at everything that you're doing on a repetitive basis and determine which things are required to be done. Because there's this whole thing of tribal knowledge where this is how we've always done things here. And, you know, you get excited, you want to start documenting, and then you want to take the things, everything, and start documenting. So I want you to take some time to figure out, okay, what needs to be eliminated? Because if you need to eliminate it, eliminate it altogether so you have, you know, a less uh, list of things uh, to document. You'll be left with the things that are required to document and they're recurring. And now I want you to break that down into two different sets of tasks. The first one will be the income generating tasks, the sales, the marketing, the exciting tasks that people always talk about as entrepreneurs, right? The sexy tasks, like how we think of them. And then on the other hand, are the tasks that are, you know, production tasks where these are the things that you have to do in order to deliver to your clients or your customers what you actually have promised. So it's more on the back, you know, office side of things and more production. And they're not the most fancy stuff to, to be honest, right? But yet, uh, you, know, you know, that's why I want you to focus on is on the production side of things. L let go of the, you know, the sales and marketing for now, because if you start documenting the sales and marketing things, uh, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be excited. Oh, you have documented how you get people in. You've documented how you uh, have your marketing in place. You want to now start bringing more employees to take over from the work, right? And now they start implementing and getting results. Guess what? You get more customers who are going to be, be pissed and unhappy because you have a lot of bottlenecks on the production side of things that you've not fixed right so let's yeah. focus on the production side of things now uh once we've decided that we're going to focus on the production side of things i want you to find that single task that is the biggest bottleneck on the production side of things where every time it's about to happen or occur is a task that you're like oh man i don't i, I don't know why i'm doing this or it's a task that every time your employees are always asking you the same questions over and over again on the task and so if that's the case, you identify uh, the biggest bottleneck and let's start with that very one. The reason why is if you can actually document that and start getting some results from the actual process of documenting, you can move to the next biggest bottleneck. So let's say we've identified that biggest bottleneck on the production side of things. How do you now document a task? I say when you're about to actually do the work, because mm -hmm. when you're about to do the work, this is when your mind is most you know, able to like think of all the things you need to do and you, you already have gathered all the information you need to, 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 to use to create the, the procedure. And so here's the thing. Don't worry about documenting in a encyclopedia in the very first instance. You need to just document what I call a minimum viable procedure. It's just the title of the task where if someone reads the title says how to do whatever and your employees see that they know exactly based on the title what they can accomplish when they finish the, the procedure. And then as you are going through each step of the task, 
you go ahead and you know enter the title of each step but yes guess what you don't put any details just yet so it just be a rough outline so in this example we're working on, on a 10 step task by the time you're done you know actually working on the task you will also have a procedure a minimum viable procedure that just has title of the 10 steps the title of the procedure and title of the 10 steps and nothing else how do you get that uh, procedure with more details filled in this is where you now get your uh, employees or your managers who have you've maybe verbally taught on the task how to do the work before say hey the next time you yourself about to work on this task make sure you have this document right there in front of you so that your job is just to go ahead and put in some details it can just be a small blurb of text or a small screenshot or a small video you know if you're going to use video i suggest not even more than two minutes per per video sort of because you don't want to put like a, a whole movie and think people are going to watch a movie so the shorter the video the better so that way as they are working on the task they are looking at something that's kind of like a guide and it's not a blank screen and then it can actually put in some inf information on your behalf and when they do that your job is to make sure that you look through that document and actually approve the document. So what happens is over time, as you are working on the task, as they are working on the task, you guys keep going back to that document and keep improving the document. And it's going from, you know, version one to version two and keep improving. Here's the thing. Before you even start this whole thing, you need to install in the minds of your employees that this is going to be a, a thing of continuous improvement. That, hey, we're, I'm giving you all the permission that we're going to start from version zero with everything that we're working on. And we're going to keep improving these documents as we go. So it doesn't have to be perfect. And once everybody agrees to this, this is the mindset that you used to do this. So now let's say you've done this dance, if you've been able to document the very first procedure uh, for the very first uh, biggest bottleneck, then you look for the next uh, big bottleneck of tasks and do the same thing over again. And what happens is, you keep doing that and you keep having these documents documented and for you know eventually you would have had like maybe the bulk of the task on the uh production side of things documented and you can start facing the you know the sales and the marketing the sexy you know type of tasks that you know entrepreneurs will like and you start doing that same dance and documenting them and improving the documents as you go and what what you will eventually get to a stage where you've documented a lot of the uh sales and marketing tasks you can then start getting trying to get new employees to even take take on take over some of these tasks from your hand and implement the instruction but you know that on the back end production won't be an issue because you know you've documented how to actually execute the things you've promised right so that's yes. the way to do it now the, the person listening to this will be like oh I, I like this framework you've given me but also how do i get my employees to actually really be bought into this thing. So the first thing I'll tell you is maybe the first thing you want to also do is also, hey, we got to be truthful to the fact that, you know, employees are brought in here to do work. And so they, for the most part, they're busy with a lot of work that they're doing. And now you're telling them that you want them to actually help you document stuff. Why don't you just incentivize them and literally say, I'll pay you for the extra time that you are working to improve this document so that when you're done doing your work, you can, or even while you're doing your work, I'll, st I'll pay you for, so that it's not like I'm just doing the whole act of uh, helping you to document uh, stuff. Mm. I'm doing it also knowing I'm getting paid. So incentivize them by paying them because at the end of the day, it's for your benefit, the owner of the company or the manager or whatever. And then not only that, another way to um, kind of put that culture in their mind is that every time an employee comes to ask you a question, say, how do I do this? Maybe the first thing you answer back to them is, have you checked sweet process? Assuming you're using sweet process. Have you, have you checked sweet process? It's, it's not meant to be dismissive or whatever. It's meant to kind of be empowering and say, hey, have you checked sweet process? And if they say, oh, no, I've not checked sweet process. Okay, 
they do that the second time again. Have you checked three process over time? And people then get to learn that, okay, before I go meet my boss or my manager for how to do this very task or whatever, I need to best of all make sure I have checked three process. So just by you doing that, you're kind of training them. And over a bunch of times of doing that, this now becomes a habit that, oh, before I go meet my boss, the first thing I got to do is check three process. And so what do they do? They check three process. They see the document in there. They get the answer. They don't bother you. And what happens is eventually maybe... Maybe that's a task that they go and look for and they don't see the answer, right? And mm -hmm. so now that becomes an opportunity to say, hey, I've checked three process. I don't see the answer. And that becomes an opportunity for you, the manager, to go ahead and uh, create that document for something that there was not existing. So you see how it's gone from continuous improvement to now actually creating new documentation for something that is required that wasn't even documented in the first place. Another thing that also helps to put that culture in, you know, in the employees of doing this is that as they are, you know, using the, uh, you know, a tool like Sweet Process, seeing all the different documents that has been created, they get to see, uh, you know, suggestions that are being made by their, you know, their fellow colleagues and how those suggestions went from uh, actual suggestions to actually improving the document. They get to see conversation happening in the document as in the pre-planning. So when you see that, you'll be like, well, everybody here is you know, helping to improve the documents. Let me chime in and, you know, I, I see something on the ground when I'm doing this work. Let me chime in and put that instruction to them. And so they get to do that because they want to be part of the whole thing. So I just gave you like a bunch of ways in which uh, you can kind of, you know, foster that uh, culture. But one thing you also have to let the, the, the employees know is that, you know, when it comes to culture, people keep saying that they, they, they want to be in a company that uh, listens to them and uh, allows them to have their voice be heard. But if you can't boil it down to the root of the old thing, you are here to do work, right? So which place is a better place to work? A place where you actually encourage to influence how you do your work? I would say that's a, a very good place to work because they're literally giving you, uh, empowering you to help in the uh, improvement and documenting of how the work you do. That's yes. one of the best. Oh, you, you, have to, you have you have to sell it in that way so that people are on the same level uh, with you. Now I've showed you ways to you know the, the framework to use. I've showed you how to sell it to your employees. But let's say for some reason uh, you don't even have time to do it, or for some reason your employees don't have enough time to do it. There are also people called process consultants. Process consultants are people who you you hire onto your company, and their entire job is to come in there, help you look through your you know your processes or the ones that you don't have, or whatever, and help you kind of go through this framework. But they are hired to do this stuff, obviously at a higher fee, and they will help you create these procedures, processes, so on and so forth. And then you know you and your employees can take over from there, even. As we process, we realize that that is an issue. So we also offer that services as well, where if you need process consulting, we can actually uh, help you with that. But I'm just giving you a bunch of different options that are available that you can do it with your with your employees. And also, if you need to, you can also get a process consultant to help you as well. So I, I'm hoping that I've, you know, given the listeners a way to So, I mean, I've just stepped back because this is your area of expertise and I'm sure that uh, everything you've shared has certainly given uh, our listeners and viewers uh, a great place to start now. We have Dean Hires here who's asked a really great question and actually this was in my, back in my mind too. He said, and thanks for this, Dean, what about when the bottleneck is tied mm. to experience and an instinct uh, resulting from years of practicing and that instinct becomes harder to document. I wonder, Owen, do you have any um, advice on perhaps uh, what, what to do and approach this? So the thing is, why is it hard to document? Because even though you have the experience from years of doing this, if it comes down to it, it's still a step-by-step. -step. 
right? That's I mean, it's it's not some magic thing that you're just you know spinning some magic. It's all back to steps. So all you got to do is document the steps as you go start from there and like i said follow that idea of the minimum viable procedure don't worry about the details just yet just the outline and then from there you know you work with your team to try to push in more details because yes one thing that will happen is uh, and this is also something we realized during the interviews is that a lot of times people, people say that okay the, the the whole idea of creating these documents is one thing but the a lot of them a lot of times it becomes stale and we realized that for, for, for us to avoid that situation of documents becoming still, this the whole uh, uh, do, uh, software of the documenting site had to be married with the task management because the reality is a lot of times the innovation, the insight of things that were missed when you initially documented the, the, the document comes when people are doing the work. So the, the, the software we had to build in case of sweep process had to have both the document management and collaboration side of things with the task management so that when people are doing work, they come across these issues that were not addressed when the document, underlying document was already documented. They can pass that feedback back to you, the manager who built the procedural process. And with a click of a button, after, if you like that feedback, you can go ahead and improve it. And now while they're working on the ground, that document has been improved with the uh, new information. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, um, actually, let me just uh, add, Dean. So you mean discover and document the steps you don't realize are steps. They must be actual steps. Is that right? Is that yeah. it? Is that what you're referring to? So when it comes to the, I don't want to complicate this with the whole uh, process jargon, but it really comes down to steps or decisions, right? So a step is basically, uh, you know, this is the title of the step. This is what you need to do in the step. Or a decision is, okay, there's a specific question being asked. And based on the answer to that question, you go down a different path. It's like a fork in the road. So that's really what it boils down to when it comes to checklists. Is it that it's a step or it's a decision? And in yeah. process, you can do all of that. So it, it allows you to uh, uh, document, you know, both linearly and also document with... Uh, there may be some well. scenarios around there. And Dean, uh, and for others who who are considering this as well, there may be some different examples that perhaps instinctively you have approached a certain, um, you know, decision to that tasking, then give them some um, of those examples. And then if the team member has their own examples, they can continue to add that to the existing document. But it's interesting too, I think, Owen, when we're talking about putting together these wonderful um, systems, procedures and policies, we then also goes hand in hand with the type of people we hire. And, and Dean, I would imagine if there is a certain level of expertise, and I know a lot of the people who are listening to this podcast, they are specialists in their field. So it has come through many years of experience and knowledge and, and certifications and such. And so I would imagine if there's a, a requirement of a role in that area, Area, you're going to hire someone who has similar experience or at least is, is positioned in that way, if that makes sense. But then they're also one of the things I love about what you said, Owen, is going through the different stages and the steps. We also have to see as entrepreneurs and CEOs, there may be some specific tasks in our business that when we look at um, we're not yet in the place to be able to hire someone to do that because it's very much aligned with our area of expertise and it very much is relates to income generation. Now, when we're still in that growth stage as the CEO, we're still, we're doing that till we can get someone in there that has the ability to step in, whatever that, that may be. So, um, great questions there, Dean. Great questions there, Dean. And, and even at that stage, I would still say still documented because yeah. a, lot, a lot of this task that you're working on, it might not be that you're doing it daily 
daily. So it might be like every once a month or every every six months. Imagine how much time it takes to do a task like that where you have to spend some brain cycles, like I call it, trying to remember how the task is done and gather all the information before you do the task. Now you've wasted time from actually executing. So even though this is something that maybe you feel like only you need to do it right now because on the stage of the company, having these documents in place is actually important because it helps you get work done faster because you have the documentation. And I, and I tell you, when you have you know documentation on how you do your work in place, because you're not spending time trying to figure out how it's done, what actually happens in your mind is as you're doing the work, following the instructions, you now get to actually be more innovative because you try to try to figure out, okay, how can I do this better? And this is where these insights, insightful thoughts of how to improve things start coming into your mind and you start figuring out how to improve the document because you're not spending time trying to remember how it's done. As a matter of fact, it's even now important to actually have these documents in place because back in the days when people were working in the same office before COVID became a thing that made everybody now start working remotely, people could count on the fact that they could just walk down to the, the, the next cubicle or whatever and tap their, their friend on or you know their colleague on the shoulder and basically interrupt them so they can ask them a question right but right now everybody's working from home most people are working from home and as you know with people who have kids and, and parents you're probably doing some uh you know working from home and still you know dealing with kids and you know trying to do all the whole schooling thing at the same time so it's critical now to make sure that information for how to do work is right there in front of employees because those employees can't count on how they used to do things where they will interrupt people because everybody's all behind the screen in their own home trying to you know get work done with the limited time they have so it's vital now to have these documentations in place yeah it is so true and you know talking about what dean was saying and he's got a couple of comments there so you know certainly circle back and connect the two of you but he said agree it ties to developing intrinsic value in your organization instead of value that leaves the firm when you do so agree and back to that conversation you know we were talking about i was documenting something and then for a team member and i said to them do you know how to do this and they said yeah absolutely and then they went ahead and did it and when i looked at it i went I would have approached it in a very different way. Does it work? Yeah, it works fantastic. We're going to do it that way. And, you know, sometimes as entrepreneurs, because we've done things a certain way, uh, we want to try and document it a certain way as well. Yet, when we have the right team and, and say, well, how, would you, how are you doing that? And then they documented it for you. So, um, you know. To, together, that's kind of that collaboration there uh, piece. Look, I know that, Owen, we have only scratched the surface, but one of the things when it comes to this, it reminds me of that saying, and I know it's a horrible analogy. I don't know if there's a different analogy, but that one that comes to mind, how do you eat an elephant one step at a time? When we look at maybe starting from scratch, it seems really overwhelming, but I love the way that you've really chunked it down. Start this, go back if someone's only just start catching this interview to at least start documenting it. And one of the things that I have found going through the process, and I'm a bit of a systems person, I love geeking out on systems and so forth. Follow through is one of the things that I get stuck with because I'm off doing new, you know, projects, um, which is why I have team uh, to support me, is this, is that there is something about slowly starting to document and then the team starts referring to that and then they go back and update it because together you've come up with a different way. It's empowering. And I think that's exactly what you said. When you instill a culture of that, it, everybody wins, doesn't it? And it's exciting because you know it's going to contribute to ongoing proficiency and getting the job well, uh, done well. Yes? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Owen, you said that um, you're going to share uh, uh, how people can perhaps trial out Sweet Process. Do you want to share a little bit more about that before okay. we finish the show? 
Thanks for giving me the opportunity to do that. So uh, by default, you get to uh, try three process is a 14 day trial and to go get that. Uh, I'm not saying you should get that. I want to give you an extended trial just for being on the show to get access to that. You go to sweetprocess.com forward slash A E S just, you know, the abbreviation for the name of the show. So sweet, like candy process, like process.com forward slash A E S and you will get a 28 day trial. So an extended trial just for being on the show. Thanks, uh, Anne, uh, Anne-Marie, for giving me the opportunity to share that with the audience. Oh, look, and thank you, Owen. This is one of the things I think that uh, no matter what stage you get in your business, your processes and all of those things that you do- should grow with you, shouldn't it? And, um, you know, hearing that uh, you've identified a bottleneck in the the many systems and, and software out there, platforms, um, you don't want to get a system that becomes a bottleneck in itself to be able to document. You need something that's agile and and obviously something that such as a sweet process. So thank you so much for that generous offer to uh, all of the listeners and the viewers. Really appreciate it. And thank you for coming on the show and sharing your expertise. Thank you very much for having me on the show. And thanks, Dean, for your questions. I appreciate it. Yeah, great to have you uh, along with us, Dean. Bye for now. Hey, it's Anne-Marie. Before I go, are you a coach or a consultant who feels like the world's best-kept secret? Your experience is vast, yet secretly you're frustrated because despite all of your hard work, you're just not getting the visibility, the recognition, or new clients you'd hoped for, and you don't know why? I've created a free resource that'll help you build visibility, generate leads, and enroll dream clients with ease because you're seen as a trusted authority, even in a crowded marketplace, and you've positioned yourself as the choice versus just a choice for your dream client. To get started, go to annemariecross.com forward slash gift. That's annemariecross.com forward slash gift. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.